Good evening. Good evening to you, beloved, in the name of Jesus. This is Speak Life Radio, a go tell my brethren ministry with your sister in Christ, Rachel Carlene Renee, a servant and daughter of the Most High God, Lord and King. Good evening to you, beloved. I'm praying all is well with you. And your day has been just a blessing headed into the weekend. Yes headed into a worshiping weekend in the name of jesus being thankful and grateful and you know just giving thanks giving back into the lord for all he has done seen and unseen known and unknown so i am lifting up my whole household i am lifting up your whole household i'm lifting you and i'm lifting us Yes, and I am lifting the kingdom family worldwide. I'm tired. Worldwide in the name of Jesus. Uh, this is, yeah, no, we got to get this together because my body is a little tired. But I wanted to do Speak Live. So today is September 16th, 2022. We are lifting the martyr saints, the persecuted saints, those trutting down, those taken by men stealers. Those feeling weak, weary, withered, and even warm, okay? <laughs> we are lifting them. We're lifting their families. We are lifting up children worldwide in the name of Jesus and the mercies of God, even as we travel in the name of Jesus. So I am also lifting up those that help to brighten up any situation that we're going through, those that are always a shoulder, those that can speak wisdom into a thing, speak life into us, those that even we seen the miracle of God's hand in their lives in the name of Jesus. So Father, we come to you right now. Lord, breathe the breath of life into me, Lord. I welcome you. I open the door. I acknowledge you, Lord God, as Lord, as God, as King as redeemer savior lord god i as as all in all and i give you honor and praise i pray to and i thank you for your love lord god i thank you for your presence i thank you for your very present help in time of need and and i mean you're just there even when you know we don't think we need you but i thank you for being a their God, a right now their God, in the name of Jesus, a visiting God, in the name of Jesus, not a rock, not not a tree, not a feather, not an angel. You are God Almighty and all by yourself, and I acknowledge you as such, Lord God. I ask you to come on in. I ask you to reign, Lord God. Reign through this speak life. So we don't leave the same in the name of Jesus. We've gotten a word from on high. Rhema, reigning in the name of Jesus. So bind up everything in spirit or in, or the spirit that's in the flesh. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. So good afternoon to you. Um, so what I came to talk about is be anchored. Be anchored. Be anchored and be grounded. If you are anchored, you are grounded. But if you're not anchored, you're tossed 
to info. So this is a word that's been coming to me this year, um, especially starting. I don't know. It might have. It might have been in the springtime. I know uh, God have sent the divine message and messages to me about being anchored. Matter of fact, yesterday I met some brothers uh, from an organization called Anchored and had a good conversation. And when I saw it, I said, okay, okay, because between boats, I'm getting anchors and i'm getting crosses and i'm like okay lord what are you trying to say sometimes god is sending messages to us and we just have to really seek his face be still and seek his face and and wait wait on the answer just wait on the answer um and be anchored in him when the storms come the winds can toss but we're still we're still there. We're still anchored. We're still holding on. And he's holding on to us. We are still grounded in Christ. He is our stone. And what is written in stone is not moving. It's it's nailed. So he is our nail in a safe place. And so we need to be anchored in that. Anchored and knowing that we are anchored knowing this and doing what it takes to be anchored doing what it takes to be anchored Mm -hmm. we have a part in this too we have it says isaiah 22 and 23 i will fasten him as a nail in a sure place and he shall be for a glorious throne to his father's house. Yeah. Out of him came forth the corner, Zechariah 10 and four. Out of him, the nail, out of him, the battle bow. Well, out of him, every oppressor together. What? Okay. Israel 9 and 8. Now for a little space, grace have been shown from the Lord our God to leave us a remnant to escape and to give us a nail in his holy place. Jesus is our nail that our God may lighten our eyes and give us a little reviving in our bondage. Yes. Oh. Wow. So, well, it's only three more. Judges 4.22. This is Jewel. And behold, as Barak, or, yeah, pursued Sisera, Jewel came out to meet him and said unto him, come, and I will show you the man whom you seek. And when he came into her tent, behold, Sisera lay, lay dead. And the nail was in his temple. Like she ain't playing no games. Okay, she was going to save them people. Okay. Isaiah 22 again and 25. You know, I'm going to hold on to that. Judges 5.26. She put her hand to the nail. Okay, this is the next verse of uh, 
well, no, it's not, pour it out, and her right hand to the workman's hammer. And with the hammer, she smut Sisera. This is Jewel again. She smut off his head when she had pierced and stricken through his temple. My Lord. Okay. Play. No games with her. Okay. So um, let's go back to Isaiah. We're talking about being anchored, but uh, since I'm here, let's just finish these. I think the next one was 25 something. Yeah. 22, 25. Okay. So 22, 25. And it says, now the first one was, let's get that. The first one was 22, 23. So I'm going to start around 22, 22, 20. And it came to pass in that day that I will call my servant Eliakim, the son of Hilkiah. Okay, so before this, um, I think it's Shep. Shepna or something is being taken out of his position. Okay. And it says, and I will clothe him with uh, 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 Eliakim. Uh, I will clothe him with your robe from Shepna and strengthen him with your girdle. And I will commit your government into his hand. And he shall be a father to the inhabitants of Jerusalem and to the house of Judah. And the key. So Jesus is also the key for us because he's the word of God. It says, um, and the key of the house of David will I lay upon his shoulders. So he shall open and none shall shut and he shall shut and none shall open. And I will fasten him as a nail in a sure place. And he shall be for a glorious throne to his father's house. And they shall hang upon him all the glory of his father's house, the offspring and the issue, all vessels of small quantity from the vessels of cups, even to the vessels of flagons. Now, that's what we did. We hung on him all our sins and sicknesses and infirmities and, and sin upon him. And it says, um, in that day, says the Lord, of host shall the nail that is fastened in the sure place be removed and cut down and fall and the burden that was upon it shall be cut off for the lord hath spoken it okay so let's go to hebrews 6 okay hebrews 6 verse 13 and it says here oh wait a minute uh, verse one, therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ. So leaving the, the ground level, okay, of the doctrine of Christ, the word of God, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and the faith toward God of the doctrine of baptism and laying on hands and of resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. And this will we do if God permit. For it is impossible for those who uh, were once enlightened 
and have tasted of the heavenly gift and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the world to come, if they shall fall away to renew them again unto repentance, seeing they crucified to themselves the Son of God, the Word of God, Jesus, afresh, and put him, the Lord Jesus, the Word of God, to an open shame. Okay, so sometimes when we're not anchored, we could have experienced God in phenomenal ways, but we're not anchored in him. And so it's like receiving in the foregrounds, the wayward side, uh, the thorns, and the uh, stony ground. When we're not anchored, when we're not anchored, a lot of us don't even know we're damaging our witness. A lot of us don't even, because a lot of us don't know we're even witnesses when we're not anchored, like we're not grounded in him. We don't believe what he's saying. We're not standing on his word. And so we're tossed to and fro from every wind of doctrine because this sounds good, that sounds good. Oh, well, I read this book or I studied this history and, and this and not knowing one, our faith is leavened because it's all this other additive stuff. Well, so-and-so was born then mother, listen, if it's not written in the scripture and on that day and she opened the door and she, you know, added all this stuff uh, to scripture and it has slithered in even uh, like a more cunning way through these different versions of Bible, because now you can add a word, you can take away a word. That's what people think, but the judgment is already written for that. So even when we hear the judgment is written, we keep doing it, that's okay, because the judgment is already written. We know we gotta give an account. We know we have to give an account because we know we're going before the judgment. Now, whether people really see it as a judgment, maybe some people think they just die and then, you know, they're just going to go straight to heaven. But when you are grounded in the word, you're studying to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And so we get to know his mind and heart. Our eyes are enlightened, like he said here, that we are enlightened and we've tasted the gift, the heavenly gift, and we have been partakers of the Holy Ghost. So we have the teaching we have we have the word but when we're not grounded in the word and not just repeating scripture but actually grounded with the word is in our hearts and we are seeking the face of wisdom we're seeking the face of god we're seeking his counsel we are seeking we're going in into his continents because we're going deeper than the surface of the word we're digging in the word we are digging, we're, you know, so we are really applying and, and applying our ear, applying our heart, applying ourselves to know God, to be in that relationship. And it goes beyond prayer. It goes beyond prayer. It goes with his word. Those that love me, keep my commandments. And so we have to we that's something we have to do we can some people you don't have to tell them to watch sports they're gonna do it some people you don't have to tell them to watch a soap opera 
They're going to do it. Some people, you don't have to tell them to watch reality shows. They're going to do it. Uh, DIY. They're going to do it because that's where their passion is. That's where their heart is. That's what they want to know. So, but it's so strange for people to hear, well, you got to, you got to study the Bible. You, you, you have to seek it. Right. What? Because a lot of times people think prayer is the foundation of the Christian life, the relationship with God and love, because he is love is the foundation of the Christian life. He said, first, you love God with your whole heart, soul, mind, and mind. Then you love your neighbor the same. Those are the first two commandments, great commandments. Okay. So when you are loving God, you're getting to know him. Those that love me, keep my words, keep my commandments. So this is, this is our foundation. Our foundation is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the word of God. Jesus Christ was, was word before he was flesh. So, you know, it, it's, it is just it, you know, it's, it's, we hear it, our necks are stiff and our ears are deaf, our eyes are blind until we really want to, uh, receive. I was thinking about, oh, I was thinking about, uh, Prince Harry and, um, his wife. Now, you don't know the whole story behind stuff and you don't always know the truth. You get some facts don't mean it's the truth. However, it's just like that. They're there because they're an example in the earth. The Royal family is an example in the earth. Okay. Cause they go with a, with a, uh, how their system is set up Kings, Queens, and, and, you know, so it's like not wanting to be a part of the royal family, but want the royalty of the royal family. And that's how many of us live our, our Christian life. We don't want the headship of Christ, but we want the blessings and we want what comes with the sonship. And so we're demanding those things like the way we're son, give us our inheritance. First of all, the inheritance belong to the person that have it. Okay, so we're commanding our inheritance and we want we want to be kings and we want to be royal priests and we want crowns and we want white robes and we want stones with our name and we want to get into the pearly gates and we want to see the street of gold and walk the street of gold and we want we want all these things. Right. And yet it's strange to build the relationship. But we want what the relationship gives us. We want what the relationship gives us. But we don't want no commandments, no statues, no precepts. We don't want no correction. We don't want no, we don't want nothing to do with no holiness. And so neither mercy, God forbid, mercy for each other. So it's like, we want the benefits and that's why it's only a remnant in the earth there is more children of the bond woman than there is of the wife there is more of the world than there is of the word there's more and we willingly we willingly receive stuff for the world it could be a bold-faced lie 
And we are just so wrapped up in that lie. We're wrapped up in it, repeating it, believing it, standing on it. And it's, it's so far from the truth. There's no truth in it, no Jesus in it, but we'll go for that. And so it says for those that leave the glory of God, you, how can you be afreshed again? Because you put them to shame. It says for the earth, which drinks, it said, go back. Verse six of Hebrews six. Did I tell you I was in Hebrews six? It says, if they shall fall away to renew them again unto repentance, seeing they crucify to themselves the Son of God, the Lord Jesus, the Word of God, afresh, and put the Lord Jesus, the Word of God, to an open shame. For the earth which drinks in the rain that comes often upon it and brings forth herbs, meat uh, for them, qualified for them, uh, by whom it is dressed, receives blessing from God. Okay, for it says, brings forth herbs, meat for them, for them, not for all of us, for them whom it is dressed, receive the blessing from God. Who he has prepared these things for, they receive it. It says, but that which bears thorns and briars is rejected. If we are not speaking the word, we're speaking death. And we don't know the word, we only know death. There's only two kingdoms. There's only two way to go. It's either life or death. There's no half dead, half alive. Either it's life or death. It's either eternity in heaven or eternity in hell. There's no... There's no uh, reincarnation. It doesn't exist. It's a lie. And, it, and But many practice it. It says, but that which bears thorns and briars is rejected. And it's nigh unto cursing. Because that, that, to go to hell is a curse. To be, to be hell bound is a curse. To just be living, practicing sins it's a curse. To be disobedient against God, it comes with curses. It says here, whose end is to be burned. But beloved, we are persuaded better things of you and things that accompany salvation, though we thus speak. For God is not unrighteous, thank you, Lord Jesus, to forget your work. Thank you, God and labor of love and labor of God, okay? Which you have shown toward his name in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. We serve the saints, we minister, we proclaim the gospel, uh, we witness, we testify, okay? It says, and we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end. So he says, and we desire that every one of you do show, do, do the work, show it, manifest. The same diligence, the st strive for this, strive for it, labor for it. 
to the full assurance. So we should be fully assured and not tear down those that are because they are diligently uh, seeking the Lord. So we're going to tear them down because they think they this and they think they that. No, they're working towards it. I mean, God has already preordained that. Okay. So it says, to the full assurance of hope, fully assured in the hope that we believe, surely assured in our faith. It says, unto the end, going to endure and remain, that you be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. We should be following David. We should be following Abraham, especially Abraham. He's the father of faith. We should be, and he's the, the, he has the promises. We should be following Christ. We should be following his, his, his disciples, his apostles. We should be following what the prophets have already foretold unto us. Okay. It says um, that you be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith, through faith, with as Hebrew 11, through faith and patience inherit the promises. For when God made promises to Abraham, because he swore, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself. God swore, swore by God, saying, surely blessing, I will bless thee. And multiplying, I will multiply thee. And so after he had, put that here, after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. After Abraham patiently endured, he obtained the promise. For men verily swear by the greater. And an oath for confirmation is to them an end of all strife. Wherein God willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs he's more abundantly to show unto the heirs the sons those that inherit of promise of promise the immutability the unchangingness of his counsel once he said it is so okay confirmed it by an oath by a promise that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie because God is truth. We might have a strong consolation or comfort in this who have fled for refuge. He is our refuge to lay hold, hold on to it upon the hope, you know, our salvation, heaven, be with God eternal, our eternal life, um, hold upon the hope set before us. What the words say? Which hope we have as an anchor of our soul. This is our hope is in our faith in Christ is what holds us down and what holds us together and what holds us to him, okay? And to our soul for our soul salvation. It says both sure, the word of God is sure. So we are holding on to the hope in the word, what Jesus has said and what Jesus came to do. And we are it's, it's, we are assured, both sure and steadfast, 
it's unmovable he's it's unchanging he's un, he's immutable okay and which enters into the no and which enters into that within the veil he went into the holies of holies he is the holies of holies it says whither or where the forerunner is for us entered he has entered behind the veil even jesus the lord the word of god made a high priest so he can go beyond the veil forever after the order of melchizedek the the priest with no beginning and no end okay it says if you go into chapter seven for this melchizedek king of salem king of peace my lord priest of the most high god who met abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him to whom uh, also abraham gave a tenth he gave a tithing to him a tenth part of all first being by interpretation king of righteousness and after that also king of salem okay which is king of peace so we're anchored by peace we're anchored by righteousness we're anchored by faith we're anchored by the truth we're anchored by the way the life we are anchored by the word of god we are anchored by god's mind and god's heart and his core we're anchored by our lord so i pray somebody gets something out of this as i send the word of god to the people of god to the ears of god to the hearts of men let us be anchored and grounded in christ in jesus beautiful name peace